Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the taboos of abortion in Indonesia. All over the world, abortion is not an easy topic to talk about. The debate surrounding abortion, which is pro-life versus pro-choice, has gotten quite a lot of attention in countries like the US, or quite recently, Poland. There are people who stand on the idea of abortion as an act of taking away a person's right to live, arguing against those who believe that there should be a liberalization of choice, especially for women, to have safe access to abortion. A really interesting thing about the topic in Indonesia, though, is that the debate itself is not even talked about. It's not even had because of how conservative Indonesia is still, even though the practice happens in the country more commonly than you think. In today's conversation with a fellow Indonesian friend, I want to bring light to the conditions of the practice of abortion in Indonesia, the various causes as well as problems, and why it has been so stigmatized in the country. So to talk about these issues, here with me I have my friend Alia. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Alia and I'm a 20-year-old uni student pursuing a bachelor's degree in communication in the University of Queensland. Great, now I want to dive right into the topic and tell you Uh, a story about my friend. Now, I'm not going to disclose her real name, so let's say it's Anissa. Um, okay, so she was only 17 years old when she found out that she had gotten pregnant with her then-boyfriend. For obvious reasons, she was crazy scared. She was 17, she had a boyfriend the same age as her, they were still in school, and so their parents would have basically killed them. She couldn't have the baby. What ended up happening was they went to Google to find abortion pills and found these drugs commonly used for abortion called, uh, I think they were called Mifepristone and Misoprostol, and I remember she told me that she got the cheapest one she could find. After that, I think they went to Bali and performed the entire procedure um, in a hotel room. And this was without any medical supervision whatsoever. And she bled so much that she she had to be run to a hospital afterwards. I think they ended up calling her aunt there, but proceeded to keep the story from their parents. And then her and her boyfriend, I think, broke up afterwards. I mean, she took these shady pills that she got online without medical supervision. Mind you, legal abortion practices are quite risky in itself. That's crazy dangerous. She's okay now, right? Yeah. Now, knock on wood, say you were to have an abortion, just like Anissa in Indonesia. Where would you have gone to get it done? Um, I don't know if I trust those pills, but I've heard they're like, you know, quote-unquote black market abortion clinics that you can go to, which is probably equally as shady and would probably be more expensive. Um, or maybe you can, I can go like abroad and get it done, but... Y- I have to either lie to my parents or to tell them and I don't know which one is worse. Okay, so you agree that it's really scary when you're put in a position like Anissa, right? Completely. And I, now, here's the thing. It's actually quite common to have these illegal abortions in Indonesia. And I read up online yesterday that there are one of five to two million abortions that are performed in Indonesia yearly. And about, I think it was like 30% of mother's deaths result from unsafe abortion. Do you know those Indonesian Twitter threats exposing sexual assault victims? 
Yeah, at least one of those pop up every month, right? Um, yeah, do you remember that story about the girl that got raped by her relatives and had her stomach beat up to get rid of the baby? Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, we, with what you just said, now that I think of it, this abortion stories are actually quite common in Indonesia. Yeah, and it's just not talked about though in Indonesia, right? No, it's not. Oh, uh, what do you think that is? I mean, generally, it's quite a difficult conversation to have anyways. And it's the whole notion of taking a life. And it, I think in Indonesia, it's still, it's still really hard to talk about because it's still so... Like, the people are still conservative and they're mostly, like, very religious. Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing that I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, around the world, abortion is hard to talk about in general. But with something like Anissa's case in Indonesia, where, you know, she had to have the abortion because she had sex before marriage and wasn't ready for a baby, which part of Indonesia's conservative culture um, specifically do you think that the taboo of talking about abortion comes from? I think what's really interesting is that premarital sex in itself is still not talked about widely in Indonesia, so let alone abortion. People shame each other for having premarital sex still, but they have it anyway. I think I think it's because of Indonesian conservativeness. Anything relating to sex still has a stigma around it, whether it be abortion, sexual health in general, or even sex education. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Now, here's the thing. Again, I read it up just online yesterday that abortion in Indonesia has actually been written in the law. I think it was... The, on the law on health of 2009 and the government re- regulation number 61 of 2014 concerning reproductive health. They aren't allowed except for medical emergencies of the mother and the fetus or for rape victims. There's also another one, um, another regulation from the health ministry that enforces safe quality abortion services. These are also services that are re- readily available at puskesmas and hospitals. But 80% of these legal abortions in Indonesia are performed on married women. So how would you say that wider access to abortion um, go, goes against our culture? Well, again, there's still so much judgment around talking about sex, let alone abortions. And Indonesia is still very religious. And the majority of, the, of Indonesians are Muslims. And there was an Islamic cleric, I think that stated that abortions are allowed in the instance of rape of, or if having the fetus endangers the mother. But that's only allowed if the fetus is under three months old. When we discussed it with our friends too, they said that it's not allowed in Catholic, in Catholic or Christianity. Now, okay, if we're still really far from having wider access to abortion, what do you think would be the solution to prevent or get rid of unwanted pregnancies and how would that vote in Indonesia? Um, sex education, obviously, it, it's definitely an important part of the prevent of preventing unwanted pregnancies and therefore preventing potentially harmful abortions. Do you remember that one time that um, one of the biggest university in Indonesia tried to teach sex education for sexual assault victims and got major backlash for it? 
people brought up arguments based on religion, then they? Yeah, I do. I think I remember them saying that it goes against Islamic teachings to talk about sex education, that like basically providing sex education would encourage premarital sex. And I think that's always the case when it comes to talking about things related to sex in Indonesia, like that wouldn't that it would encourage premarital sex. Like, I think there was this one time that the government tried to talk about contraception and was accused of the exact same thing. It's like people in Indonesia are always scared of that conversation because it might encourage sex outside of marriage. The fact is, it happens anyways. I totally agree with you. Anyways, thanks for your insights and conversation, Alia. Yeah, thanks for having me here. The taboos of abortion in Indonesia is formed by a complex network of issues dependent on each other. It comes from a still widely conservative culture, deep-rooted in strong religious beliefs. Indonesia is still quite far from opening up to conversations about abortion. To bring a topic strong with ethical dilemmas still up for debate even in more progressive countries would require systemic change within not only the law but the culture of Indonesia itself. Stories like Anissa's bring up a series of important issues. Do women in Indonesia need wider access to safe abortion? If not, would sex education be a solution to prevent unwanted pregnancies? So, can sex education be accepted by those who think that it promotes premarital sex? One question leads to others, as it has in today's conversation. And so, the conversation is one that is definitely open-ended. Because all of these problems that relate to the taboos of abortion in Indonesia does not have a simple solution. Thank you for listening.